You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of mind. You are moving into a place of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You are now entering the Twilight Diner. Thank you, thank you for the toast. Thank Dude, I don't know why you're eating, you just switched out wheat toast to white toast because you know that that stuff kills you, right? Like wheat toast, scientifically somewhere in someone's lab proven better for your health. Anyway. Well, the only lab I know is my mom's kitchen and she always gave me this type of toast. white toast, well. That Sunbeam or uh, yeah. Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. There you go, well, any, anyway, let's move on from that. Jeez, okay, you guys see episode two? So two of Twilight Zone? Absodoodle. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, terrifying at times. My heart could not stop racing. It was scary. It was intense. It was so scary. So uh, Adam Scott, I'm not going to remember any of the character names. I'm just going to oh, no. reference actors. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott. Uh, I think his name was Justin in the episode. I think oh. Justin. Just because I remember the line... Like from the podcast, like yeah. it was just a, oh, it's like gosh. anyway. Sorry, I just went to like halfway through the episode. No, but. that whole that whole bit. Like, so obviously it's Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, which yeah. is a remake, sequel, homage, whatever. Definitely of Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet with, um, uh, William Shatner. Kirk. Yeah, William yeah. Shatner. There yeah, it is. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, and yeah, like. I loved what they did with the story, the the podcast idea. That was, I imagine that was an idea, like, just on a cork board somewhere. Yeah. And, like, they probably just never found the right episode to put that into. So, yeah. like, oh, let's do that. Yeah. It's hip and cool. <laughs> let's do that as, like, an homage to an old episode. But I thought it worked so well. It was so incredible. What was the thing that he was holding? I mean... Oh, is it an MP3? That like MP3 oh. player? <laughs> yeah. I need to. It's kind of cool looking though. Dude. If some prop guy made that, yeah. he needs to immediately start contacting like Sony or yeah. somebody, put it in a production, put it, brand it Twilight Zone. Like the Twilight Zone MP3 player. I'll buy it. I'll buy it in a heartbeat. Um, they showed on the back of it, I don't know if you noticed, it said Whipple, which is, Whipple. yeah, Whipple, uh, W H I P P. L-E. And that is actually from one of the episodes in the original Twilight Zone. It's like the fourth, the last. And I don't want to give anything away, but you'll have to oh, look it up for sure. But okay. it's in the it's in the title, so look up one of the last episodes. Okay. Oh, I guess like Mr. Whipple, some some something. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. Yes. Yeah. Devante picking up the little <laughs> the little crumbs, man. So that's like kind of like what I was saying. Like, because I am a I would say I'm a big picture lover of Twilight Zone. I've seen ep every episode at yeah. least three times. Absolutely. But I think maybe it's because kind of the way they kind of knock you off balance and then like suck you back in. Like there's, I just, I always feel like I'm always seeing something new. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't matter how many times I've seen the episode, like I, I picture, I, or I just, I see, I latch on to one minute detail and then that kind of takes precedent of that episode. So, like, I don't like I'm trying to think of even the episode that you're referencing right now. Yeah. And like that's but the fact that like picking up the I'm sure I'm sure. And I've I've actively tried to avoid 
kind of the Easter egg stuff and the yeah. spoiler stuff that's yeah. like exists. Cause I'm sure someone out there is kind of the antithesis of me. Who's like, I know everything about twilight zone and right. I know every little detail. And I, I know every little reference, which is awesome. That's really cool. But like, it's not me. Like yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, like, <laughs> even if it's relatively obvious, like I knew that I knew the title, like I saw the title. I was like, okay, straight, straight up homage. If nothing right. else, straight up homage. Yeah. Um, and like, I'll pick up, I'll pick up the thing. Like I saw the pig faces and the mural in episode one, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's gotta be like relatively large. Right. Um, but like, that's sweet mm -hmm. to know that they yeah, are paying cool. that much attention to it's, it's, very small details or just like, Hey, like, should we put something on the like when does that conversation come right. up like what do we put on the back of the when he flips it over for like two seconds just to see what it is yeah what do we put on the back i remember that happening and i remember sick. seeing the words mm -hmm. and i thought like oh i need to like go back and pause that yeah because maybe this is an actual yeah. device that's real because i um, really want to buy one yeah in the original show he, i don't think they ever say what he creates but he is a um, manager or overseer of a company Mm. And that's kind of where it goes. Yeah. Oh, so it, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it ever says what they yeah. uh, exactly make, but that's sick. Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's tricky talking about Twilight Zone old episodes if you haven't watched them yet. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, say anything, it could ruin the whole thirty yeah. minutes for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like at this point, if you hadn't if you haven't seen them and you're listening to uh, right. to us talk about the Twilight Zone, that's your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. watched. I, I watched. I went back to watch uh, the original Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet just to see how it compared to this one, um, which we'll get to in and in you know later. But yeah. Um, I just kept letting them run um, in the background, like while I was working and stuff. And uh, I watched uh, the—I forget what they're all called—but the one with the stopwatch that literally just stops everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's such a good—they're <laughs> yeah. all so good. But and that like that, is what you said there episode. about like them making a product—it reminded me of that because he like that's this guy's thing—is he always comes up with ideas and like his boss is like. We're not a book company. Yeah. We're not a this company. We're not that. And he's like, oh, I got this stop. We're not a stopwatch company. <laughs> yeah. We don't make stopwatches. Stop uh, coming in here with just this Just do crap. your job. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> Biggest surprise of this episode. For me, it was Adam Scott. Oof. He, I thought his character and how he portrayed it. Like, this is one of my absolute favorite I don't know if you call it a trope at this point, or maybe it's just um, a classic um, conundrum. Like, I don't know what you call it. Uh, it's definitely a Twilight Zone-esque thing, but it's the same as like Shutter Island, or it's the same as yeah. like- You um, love these type of stories. I just like this storyline. It, mm -hmm. it, it is the trap of reality. That's, that's kind of what I refer to it as, um, where it's like, is this person, is this person insane? Did, did this actually happen? Mm -hmm. Like, Adam Scott, did he actually have an MP3 player? Like, I, I know some right. people looked at it, but can anybody verify that, like, mm. anything was actually happening on that? Yeah. Like, it was oh. playing at the exact same time as reality was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, was the pilot that broke into the cockpit, who kind of knew what he was doing, was he real? Yeah. Was he, um, Was he almost like a split personality? Of yeah, Adam Scott. I, I had that thought. You could like, definitely interpret it that Adam Scott went into the cockpit, knocked out the yeah. pilots, and crashed the plane. I definitely thought that you could interpret it that way. And 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 so like 
And like, because we know his history, and th this is what I loved about this episode. This episode was paced a little faster. Yeah. So I think like now going back and looking like at number one. minutes. Yeah. Looking at number one. Okay, we're setting the stage. We're going to give you the meat, the potatoes, the three on entrees, or no, that's the entree, or like the three appetizers, the dessert. We're going to throw you everything. And you're just going to bask in the fact that we have started this again. Yeah. And it doesn't suck. Yeah. And then now we're going to hit you with a million jabs that are just going to make <laughs> your mind explode. Yeah. And like, and I thought that like it was just so wrapped up in however you want to interpret it, which is so old school. Oh, yeah. Twilight That's Zone. Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. So that was like, that was my biggest surprise. You guys have any other takeaways like that? Um, yeah. Uh, biggest surprise when uh, Justin, you said. Uh, was trying to get he was trying to get people to listen to the headphones of the guy sitting next to him. Yeah, um, and it was I mean he was a bald guy and he was like I don't want to get lice. I don't want to get that lice. Was a, <laughs> that was the yes. strangest <laughs> piece of dialogue, and I wonder if that like in a meta way is what they're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Like, this is the Twilight Zone. Oh. Things here happen just a little bit differently. Interesting. And so like the fact that this bald guy and we're assuming it's modern day so let's say it's 2019 yeah. is on a plane with someone first of all most planes don't have the over ear over your head headphones like that anymore they yeah. have earbuds like, yeah they're cheap crappy earbuds but they're earbuds it almost seemed like that was just mysteriously placed in yeah. front of him like yeah. it wasn't it was meant for him or anyone on the but that's what I'm saying. Like, which means, did, was it even really there? Did, like, yeah. so the so like what? How I interpreted that scene was like, this is so irrational. Yeah, I'm not even going to give it the time of day. Like, yeah. I'm going to make up an excuse to get you to stop bothering. Yeah, me. I just want to move away from you. Like, I I don't want to get lice. Like, so so that that would be kind of like I picture that guy hearing Adam Scott say like just like almost gibberish like sure hey will you speak into my pineapple like what yeah like I don't I don't I don't want my voice to be recorded like well like what would you even say to something like that so like yeah. that's what it felt like like something su such a foreign strange yeah. request like dude just leave me alone right, right. classic home alone 2 where you know, Colin McCulkin puts on that, you know, or like the guy starts speaking French. He just pops on the headphone. Like, hey, just leave me alone, bro. So like, yeah, but I, I but like the, there's so many moments like that. Yeah. Where it's just like it just keeps you. And like and I think like just the history, like they keep playing on the his like his history. Yeah. They bring that up a couple of times. But also another thing that I thought was like I picked up on immediately. And I think this is probably just me being a product of. Um, you know, a Midwestern American and post 9-11. But they shot like they very specifically shot like foreigners. Yeah. Or people or, or people who aren't, you know, who who technically could or not technically, that's not the word I meant to say. Um, who potentially could look suspicious on a flight. And that's like, true. Like they, they zoned in on it, but like And it was and a I, flight specifically to Tel Aviv. Yeah. Like why like yeah. they, they made up a, a canon excuse for him, like covering a story there or something, but like, yeah, like a strange place for this guy to be going. Yeah. And like the diversity that was on that flight. But like it made me feel like a, it was very strange. Like and this Jordan Peele does this to me a lot. Where like he hits a nerve where like my immediate reaction and it like it kind of hurts me to say this, but I'll I'll just put myself out there. Like my first reaction is like I notice it. 
Yeah. And then like I'm and then I realized like how I've been conditioned and like the atmosphere or the environment that I was raised in. So then like immediately feel bad. It's messed yeah. up that you noticed it. Like then I yeah, then I yeah. have the guilt. And like so now again that's like that's the initial punch. Like that just got me off kilter. Like I'm getting on the plane and I see a guy where like the the couple that he allows the kid to sit to. Yep. And like they are dressed in what seemed to be maybe Middle Eastern clothes, maybe Egyptian clothes, like it's maybe Northern African. Like it's hard, kind of hard to tell. Sure. They don't dwell on it long. But then then we have the Russian guys who kind of look like Russia, Russian mobsters. Like, right. And they they bounce around to and then they they zone in on a couple other guys um, who are just they're just there. They're just living yeah. their life. But like they dwell on it just long enough to where he knocked me off kilter. Yeah. Just long enough. And like and I would say I'm a relatively accepting progressive guy but like that like he hit me so deep in that moment mm-hmm. that like the rest of the episode was just i don't know threw me off well, yeah, anyway I think, I think it's interesting making uh this episode or this story this similar story to Twenty Thousand feet that came out in like the 60s um it's interesting seeing that play out in a post 9 11 world yeah yeah um and i think that he they make they make very uh, intentional note of that the x-ray machine whenever they're, they're yeah. going in even scanning your boarding pass like yeah. just things that are different about air travel now than was then i watched uh 20,000 feet today and there are a lot of differences um but the general aspect of one person panicking and kind of losing their mind on an airplane is is kind of the yeah the the same story um and I mean, this is the the first one was made at a time where you could smoke on the plane, but not during takeoff. Mm-hmm. Like there's a no smoking sign and like his girlfriend leans over her wife um, leans over to uh, William Shatner and says, oh, don't light up. Don't light that up now. Wait until after we're in the air. Mm, like the good old days. <laughs> That's wild. Like, yeah, they still have the little no smoking yeah. on the planes. Yeah. But only like how only old. during takeoff yeah. and landing, like could distract the pilot, yeah, <laughs> or something. I don't Some, know. Make it anyway. Um, you like? Did you guys notice? Was it just me? Like, I'm trying to think. I've only seen this episode once, but like, did you guys notice that the guy from episode one, the comedian, was like on a magazine? In Absolutely. The, in the airport? Like, the, am yeah. I making that up? Uh, or Yeah, no. That's how, it, that's how it fed into that one. Um, I didn't see it, but I I mean, if you're saying it's there. I thought <laughs> I saw it, like, yeah, right well, at the, the beginning. Yeah, so the episode opens up with Adam Scott's character, Justin, in, like, a magazine store. And, like, there's a... So the whole second row of magazines um, is his cover story because we find out that he's a writer and that whole story arc. But yeah. the, the row of magazines above that have Camille Nanjiani's face on it. Yeah. Do you okay. think they're gonna link? Like, yeah, the first one did link into the second one. Um, well, vaguely, at least I saw it. He was talking about a plane crashing into the ocean miles before it landed uh, uh, in his stand-up, and I was like, okay, maybe that goes into the next one. That's I, I didn't catch it till I watched yeah. it again. Oh, uh, <laughs> seen it twice. That's yeah. interesting. Both I hope they do. I like. I like the idea, really cool of- idea. The Twilight Zone being an anthology series of potentially a real place. Yeah. Almost more like a Twin Peaks kind of thing. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. It makes me feel like it, you know, like the the idea is like you could be in the Twilight Zone. Anybody could be in the Twilight Zone. But I think that like that drives it home where these aren't all separate realities. Like, no, this is all happening here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, How did you like the uh, intro to Peel um, being as Rod Serling again? Yeah. Um, he wasn't on the plane yeah. when they were introducing oh, him. I'm I like, oh, this it. plane's definitely going down if he's not I on it. <laughs> I loved that he was on, on like, the TV, the TV yeah. as almost like... I've I've been on some some uh, international f- flights fairly recently and within the last couple of years, um, and just uh, like they kind of they do a lot of the um, the security what's that called I already forget the like little the, like safety the pres- yeah the safety yeah. presentation they do a lot of those on big flights like that they'll just play it on the the TV and so it kind of reminded me of that like maybe they're watching the safety yeah. presentation but I'm seeing it as. Jordan Peele as Rod Serling yeah. delivering the monologue. I thought it was really cool. So let me ask you this: like, does this episode? I asked you about the uh, first episode. Like, does it belong? Does it belong in the library? And especially, does it belong linked to one of the most iconic Twilight Zone episodes of all time? I definitely think it does. Maybe even in in certain ways better than the original it missed a lot it didn't do what the original did whatsoever yeah um there was no gremlin on this flight i mean we see the gremlin suit almost as like a mask or something after the plane crashes floating in the water i don't know if that's supposed to like make us think the gremlin did exist somewhere or if that's just a reference for us as viewers um but also the kind of second twist that happens at the end like after the crash, oh, oh yeah, with, oh yeah, 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 with yeah. all of the yeah, every, yeah. all the passengers turning on him, all survivors yeah. except for one, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then collectively, oh, we don't know what happened to him, yeah, yeah, whatever. Clearly, they happened to him. That scene where they picked up the rock, like Dude, it was oh, scary. My gosh, that might be the first time I watched anything Twilight Zone, and I was genuinely frightened. Like yeah. this, it became horror in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devante, what do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, to belong. Was, um, yes. And uh, even in the original series, I've seen them all the way through, some of them multiple times. Yeah. And there are some bad ones or ones maybe <laughs> I just don't get Definitely. that aren't as popular. And so, I mean, both of them that uh, uh, episode one and episode two, they definitely fit um, in the middle to upper tier of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, but no, no, they were not bad at all. Yeah. And I'll say, like, I did, didn't really mind, like, now that I kind of expect it, like, I didn't mind, I guess, the language and the kind of like the. Yeah. The, I felt like it wasn't quite as overt in this yeah, one. That's probably true. By the way, um, you guys down for another coffee? Like, I'm I'm running a little dry. I, I could flag her. Yeah, I need for, coffee. Okay. All right. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little more over here and maybe maybe a little bit more of that white toast. Maybe. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. The Twilight Diner is a production of Eek Channel. You can find more horror-themed content at eekchannel.com. And give us a follow on Instagram. We like making new friends. Thank you for listening, and stay eeky out there.